and with that, shut down your visors. O2 on, and prepare for ignition to O2. EPP, copy that, and um, initiating a full 10-4-4. You've got check two of your own. Carrying to the Gods is a horror game set in space, and as such, contains death, body horror, suspense, and strong language. And for these reasons, Grey Gaming recommends this is not a podcast for the kids or those of a delicate disposition. Thank you. Stand by. and Reed, you uh, were requested to join Clayton, Ava and Wilson um, up towards the bridge. Um, so Miller, Davis, you, what, what, what do you do? Yep, got to get up there. Yeah. I'm the pilot, I need to be there, right? Yep. yep. Yeah, Reed says, well, I assume you can, you said you're a pilot, so you should be able to help with um, plotting the course for wherever we're going. Yep. Okay, so um, you'll start walking towards the bridge. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Wilson, you've um, um, collected the flamethrower. Yes. Um, is that all you're doing in that area? You're doing something else? Or? Well, actually, while I'm there, I might as well just pop into the armory and see if there's like a sidearm as okay. well. Okay, all right. Uh, there's um, in, in the armory, there's not a lot. Um, people have probably been grabbing their wep- grabbing stuff. Um, in, in the chaos um, and they're probably scattered throughout the ship um, so yeah stripped almost bare it does have a single Armat M41A pulse rifle with Ooh. one reload in it Okay, I'm gonna take, uh, there's take a case it. of shotgun shells as well um, and yeah that's pretty much it that's all you find Okay, I'll, I'll take, I won't worry about the shotgun shells I don't have a shotgun but mm-hmm. I will take the uh, M41A yeah okay so when uh, Davis, Miller, and Reed arrive, uh, making their way to the bridge. They uh, are you going back to the bridge after? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, okay, yeah. so you bump into Wilson, and he's um, carrying a pulse rifle. Wilson, Miller, <laughs> welcome to the team. Thank you. Yeah, I feel a bit more confident now. Don't any surprise attacks, do I, Captain? Mm. Why are you packing so much heavy artillery? <laughs> yeah, you're holding an incinerator yeah. and a pulse rifle. Well, these are strange times, aren't they? I don't want to be caught unawares. That would be terrible. <laughs> Reed said, I thought we were all ready to go and go go back to sleep. You look like you're ready for war. This is just to get me to bed. I can certainly um, sing a few people a lullaby with all that stuff. Yep. Yep. Okay. So um, Reed just pushes past and makes her way through to the bridge. And assuming everyone follows, you arrive up there and Clayton says, okay, so we're all set. There's uh, enough cryopods for us to um, all go to sleep. 
we've set the course for Earth, and Ava says, pops up and says, actually, it's funny. I was, I mean, we put put those coordinates in, but it seems that Mother was only ever going to accept coordinates of Earth as a destination. Oh, so you don't need me up here. You've already done it. Uh, well, I mean, you, you could have helped with the, with the programming if you'd been here, um, and it would have been quicker, but the that's just unusual. Like, if we wanted to go to Anchor Point, Mother would not have allowed us to go to Anchor Point. Mother knows best. Hmm. But, right. So we're just going to go to sleep, send this ship off to Earth, where we have potential alien entities on board, and that's fine? I think you're looking at this the wrong way around, to be honest. We're not equipped to deal with this. I think we've eminently displayed a complete ineptitude in being able to contain this, whatever it is so far. So let's go somewhere where there's ample opportunity for a clean-up crew to come here and clean up. Ample opportunity to inf- for it to infect more people. At the moment, it's got limited sources. I look around at each other, at everyone. Well, you're going around playing Calamity Jane to every single person that seems to get a cold. We need to be somewhere where they've got the resources. We don't have that. You're, you're not coming up with any suggestions or <coughs> ideas apart from just blaming them execution style. Or potentially we could get to a nearest port possible. Well, it's kind of an academic discussion, isn't it? Because Mother's already going to Earth. We've, we, were, we wanted to go to Earth. Mother's wanting us to go to Earth. So, hey, let's just get the fuck to Earth and stop arguing about Bit it. Bit of a mother's boy, are you? Always have been, always have been. Could we contact to Anchor Point? I can try. Mm. To do what? Override the systems. Why? Yeah. It's captain's orders. No, but let's, let's just pretend for a moment we're actually having a discussion about Clay- this. Clayton just um, says, I'd remind everyone I'm the, the commanding officer on this ship. Exactly. And um, what we've got in our possession is priceless. It's invaluable like for research into... Um, all sorts of things like um, cancer and other illnesses. Who knows what we could achieve with it? You um, look a bit sick right now, Clayton. <laughs> and even if this, the, the cure that we've we've um, derived, cure, isn't mm. stable, it could be perfected. The um, like I said, when we left, uh, people ejected escape pods and were fleeing. We jettisoned our science module. Who knows where? Who knows where that has ended up? We could probably we probably need to develop a consistently stable cure because for all we know this um, dangerous pathogen has been seeded throughout exactly right and it could be worth your while financially if you assist in this endeavor Clayton if it helps I've explained all this previously to Captain Miller I'm not sure it made any difference but what can I say no not everyone here sees the big picture in all this so lives money over lives Says the person who gets paid by the same corporation that you're now <coughs> bagging out. Well, yeah, they paid me to pilot a ship, not mm. to spread a contagion throughout the galaxy. And, and presumably the, com- the corporation didn't pay you to go around shooting people in the head before the- anything's happened. You but- didn't see what I saw. Miller backed me up. He Rob. had the veins on his neck. You saw what Johns did, which, by the way, Maya, I remind you, he is still running rampant on this ship. Yeah, an- yeah another failure that you're choosing to highlight to us. You said that you'd killed that thing, and yet we're now I talking... I saw it drop. I shot that thing multiple times. Right. So, so why should I now believe you with your intentions when every time you've acted so far, it's ended with nothing working? Nothing working? No. 
The only thing that worked is apparently you slaying Flynn. Well, yeah, you're welcome. So it won't be you on the floor. You took your helmet off. Honestly, Clayton, it's it's, it's pointless negotiating. This is what I mentioned. Guys. Do you want to take that inoculation? Guys, cool off. (laughs) They're right there, just saying. You're so confident. I've already turned it down, didn't I? I turned it down earlier. Weren't you listening? Probably not listening. That's what I mean. Why did you turn it down? Why? Because you told us what happened to John's. Yeah, but now they're saying that this is a contagion. No, what they're saying is that we need to get back to Earth and study this to make sure that the cure is effective. Isn't, which is <sighs> what you're arguing. Can we not study it on the birthplace of humanity? Well, where's the resources? Is it here right now? Surely there would be an, a science outpost somewhere in this vicinity that isn't populated with millions and billions of people. So for you, this thing to spread. So you don't think Mother's given us the best advice? No. Oh. No. Clayton says, Captain Miller, I can, I, if I can put your mind at ease, I'm sure we'll, we'll radio ahead. They'll receive a message that we need to arrive into a quarantine situation. So you don't have to worry about um, this getting out of control once we get back It's home. already out of control, though. On the ship, I agree. But obviously when we arrive back at Earth, we'll be so... in orbit uh, and the necessary precautions will be made. What steps are we going to take on the ship now to make sure no one else is infected or... Well, we can bury ourselves in cryo the way we did the first time. Presumably Ava can keep a watch over us. We'll leave Ava to monitor the ship. Mm, Something doesn't sit right. (sighs) Well, I'm glad we've reached an agreement. Can I at least try... Right. Whaling Yutani, right? We are... Science operation. Surely there is a station closer that we can keep this under wraps. Well, it's um, the issue we have is that we've set a course for Earth. Mother won't allow us to override that, so that's where we're going. There's no way we can fiddle around with it. No, make it's it... um, not even my access. I'm, I'm the lead officer, and I, there's no way that I can override the destination. And neither should we be fiddling with the core memories of the computer that's keeping us alive. We can't disconnect, Mother. I don't... What, what is wrong with you? you turn her off and off again. Oh, my yeah. reboot. God. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but the point is you don't think. Well, to do that, Clayton says you'd have to shut down the reactor and then we're not going anywhere. Yeah, or the life support as well, presumably. But only suit. for how long? To reboot Mother. Shut down the reactor, reboot mother, bring it back online. It seems to be a part course. of her internal code, Ava says. It's not, it's not something, it's like, it's, a, it's almost built into her operating system. It's not a, it seems like it's not an external instruction that's been loaded in at some point by an individual. It seems to be a predetermined part of her nature that, that given the data that she's received about our situation, this is what she's decided for us. <sighs> Reed says, I've had enough. I just want to go back to sleep. Um, look, let the military take care of it when we get home. Yep. And she leaves the bridge and starts, you know, she wants to go back to cryo now. Oh, oh, buddy system. You need <laughs> your buddy. Well, she's, you follow me if you want, Wilson, but I'm, I'm going. I'm not her buddy. <laughs> Somebody needs to go with Reed. Fine, fine. Do you know what? I'll go with Reed. She's got a shotgun for a start. Good luck to the rest of you. I'll meet you down there. And I'll, I will go with Reed. 
Okay. Mm. I don't like this. So like this Wilson thing. and Reed have left the bridge. Uh, and if you're following Reed, uh, yes. yeah, she's walking um, towards junction B1 because she's going to go up to cryo deck, uh, on A. So what do the remaining crew do? Miller, Davis? Ava says, um, there's not much more I can do here. The course has been plotted. Um, I can go and help make your preparations for cryo. So um, I think I'll, I'll just go and do that. And she departs as well. So left on the bridge now, we've got Clayton, Miller and Davis. Has anyone else got anything to say before they... Clayton, what were you doing before in your corporate suite? Um, just um, securing some documents and... Documents? Yeah. What for? Well, they're not, they're not your documents, they're ours. We're all part of the same team here, aren't we? But we're not all See the same rank. See this badge on my suit? We're not all the same. Says Yutani. We're not all the same rank. You seem to know a lot about what's going on here. I'm paid to know what, what's going on. And they're going to pay you more for delivering this into their hands? Well, they'll pay all of us if we do the right thing. Really? How do we know they're going to do that? We haven't made an agreement. That's true, but I'll put in a good word. If you do the right thing and help me get these specimens back to company, I'll see to it that you're duly rewarded. What if, Clayton, what if the ship is somehow overtaken by some other people, some pirates, say? There's some space pirates out there. They get on board and they get their hands on this stuff. We'll what measures would you take? We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Hypothetically. What would we do? Um, well, we wouldn't let them board. And what How? if they were on board? Well, I guess then they'd be in the same shit that we're in now. It's just a chance we have to take, I'm afraid. <sighs> well, we've got to make and sure like the said, ship's in feels, tip-top shape then. It feels like this is all a moot point because the fact is we're going back to Earth. Mother has decided that for us. If we wanted to do something else, it's uh, we're, we're, we're shit out of luck. I am going to walk out of the bridge. Okay. As am I. All right. So you leave Clayton on the bridge and back um, with Wilson and Reed. Yeah, Reed is um, just making, she's continuing to cryo <clears throat> and she's doing the normal pre cryo prep stuff. So normally involves taking some medications of different types and um, she's yep. sitting away clacking around a computer and it looks like she's doing what she said she's going to do and then Ava f- arrives shortly after mm-hmm. and says oh, hi, hi Wilson if there's anything I can help you with let me know um, thank you I'm well versed in the cryo procedures so yep. I need any assistance I'll probably just hang around for now until the rest of my crew get back okay fair enough um, walking with the captain um, I divert a little bit if you're following me so, um, we fixed this ship. Yeah. We can break it. That's what I was thinking. Want to go for a spacewalk? Sure. And we head to the airlocks. Okay, so you're intending to... Break what we just fixed. Okay. You could do that. Or, you know, we well, have access to the reactor core inside, don't we? We also brought back all that fuel. Volatile mm. fuel. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we're, we've been down to the reactor core before, haven't you have, we? Yes. Which you is on the there. lowest. <coughs> it's on uh, B deck. So it's on the oh, deck. Oh, it's on this deck. On... Okay. Uh, oh no, sorry. You do have to go all the way down the all bottom. All the way down. You got to go to C deck to get to the reactor relay control. Right. Yeah. Well, the cargo bays are down there as well, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. A uh, small amount of that. Uh, uh, substance that uh, Cham and Rai sacrifice themselves for in the reactor bay might be our best way to go about this. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Ain't so, no fixing that. All right. So how do you proceed to get to reactor relay? Well, we've control. just walked out of the bridge. <coughs> so the junction takes us all the way down to the lower deck, doesn't it? Yep, that's right. B1. Yep. 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 Go down the junction. And then to you're the lower gonna floor to bypass everyone else and yep. make our way because that'll take us to the cargo bay where That's we right. can access this stuff mm -hmm. and get down to the reactor. Right. Okay. So let's say at this point you've made your way and you're sort of the on junction. the cat catwalks. Yeah. Say on on deck C. All right. So in the meantime, Clayton still hasn't arrived yet at the at cryo. To be honest, nobody else has either. <laughs> and and Wilson is thinking, well, they should have been here by now. I'm going to get on the comms. Davis, Davis, state your location. Making our way down the ship. Which deck? I didn't say anything. Davis, what the what shit are you trying to pull? This is... Oh, my God. Okay, so I'm going to cut comms, and I'm going to say to Reed, okay, something, something fishy is going on. I, I, I'm sorry, but I don't trust what those two are doing in your ship. Can you give me a hand before we go to bed? She's like, oh, do I really have to? I'm just about ready to bed down. Okay. Like, sure, surely you can sort your own crew out? Yeah, but it's what it's what my crew are doing to your ship that bothers me. Okay. And I'm sure you don't want to be laying asleep while something happens. So you're suggesting we're <laughs> going to sabotage something? Or... Maybe. They're, they're, they're clearly filthy with the plan. All right. She picks up the shotgun and says, "All right, let's go." Yep, and I'll I'll ready the M41. Um, is there any way to tell from a, a ship-wide point of view whether, it, well, you know, can I tell where the other crew are? Not unless you've got uh, a motion tracker like uh, I do. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, no, unfortunately, no. There's no no way unless they don't respond and tell you where they are. You can't. You need to you need to bump into them and find them. Okay, so. Future tech alert. Mm. People need to have <laughs> ship boy. Yeah. If this was the Enterprise, people would know where they are yeah. right now. Yeah. I'm going to speak to um, Eva. Eva. Mm -hmm. um, this is probably a crazy thing to ask you, but any idea, if you were them, where they would go? Go to do what exactly? I, d I don't know. I think whatever the plan is right now, they're trying to disrupt that plan. So what would you do if you were them? Uh, I don't know your ship well enough. Well... To get home, we need the bridge in functioning order. Yeah. We know external repairs are done. Yeah. Um, so we need the bridge to be in functioning order. Clayton was there. Mother needs to be online, as she is. Yeah. And <coughs> as long as the react reactor's up, we're we're home and hosed. All right. So if Miller, I feel like you should roll for this so you no, don't no. metagame. No, no, no. <laughs> I, this isn't. No, I'm not going to be metagame. So I'm thinking, but being redactive about it in my thinking. Even if Miller and, and Davis got to Mother, there's nothing they can do. They can't access Mother. No, not Mother, no. So that leaves either the external repairs or the reactor room, mm -hmm. redactively. And if I was them, I'd be thinking, well, wouldn't the reactor be the easier out of the two? 
That's what logic would tell me. Um, I think my logic is sound enough to act. Yeah, I think it's reasonable enough to... I mean, yeah, the question is whether they're going to... If you think they're going to sabotage the bridge or if they're going to sabotage the... Okay. I'll get onto comms again. Clayton? Uh, yes. Where, what's your location at the moment, I'm please? still in the bridge. Is there anyone else with you? Not yet, no. Where Where's did anyone? Miller and uh, Davis go? They're going to Cryer. No, they're not here. They should have been here by now. Okay. Well, we'll find them. Find them now. Uh, okay, thanks. Yeah, I hadn't <laughs> thought of that. <laughs> Any ideas where they would have gone? No. Uh, I don't know if they want to try and if they're going to get more samples or they're going to go and get more weapons or if they're going to go and do something to um, try and reset Mother. Well, no, they wouldn't be able to do that. They no. don't have the access codes. So, okay, I'm going to try again. Miller... This is Wilson. Miller, what's your location? We're heading to Cryo. No, you're not. You would have been here ages ago unless you decide to go on your hands and knees. Which wouldn't surprise me, but normally I'd, I tend to find you run fast. We were just checking, actually, in Medbay just to make sure everything's cleaned up there before we went to hypersleep. <laughs> <laughs> right, so Davis and Miller have arrived now. Um, Basically, you've reached reactor relay control. So, what exactly do you intend to do? Well, on our way through Cargo Bay, because that's on the same level, we would have uh, got some of the... Uh, what's the gas called? What's in these containers? Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah. So, the, the fuel that you were transporting? Yes. Tritium. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Problem is, they're in very big canisters. Oh, they're very big. That used a oil, oil drum. Yeah, Cham heroically <laughs> used the power loader to load them. So we still got the power loader. Uh, the power loader would have been on the Montero. That's right. We would okay. We would have kept walking through. Then I'm sure there's something that uh, we could do in there anyway. So reactor control. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Let's open this bad boy up. Okay, so you've got some. Uh, different options. Um, <laughs> you could you could try and take the reactor offline, but then of course. Well, there's some coolant tanks right near here. If we just like punch some holes in those. <laughs> yeah, I just want to check. Um, there is something about exactly what you have to do in that room. Okay, so yeah, you could you could try and just take them offline. There's also the emergency self-destruct system is accessed from in here, which involves shutting off those cooling units that you asked about. And then the reactor would build to critical mass. How far do we want to go with this, Captain? Well, it's either a whole bunch of people get infected, or at this point we take our own lives. Needs of the many, right? Right. Let's set this to overload. Yep. Okay, so to activate the self-destruct, you do need to make a contact roll. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Our Comtech is both like pretty shit. I do have lots of stress though, so hopefully I don't. Same. Four, five. Wait, what's your Comtech? Ah, uh, two. Okay, mine is three. You're assisting me with this? Sure. It gives me an extra dice, right? <laughs> oh, shit. One success, but also a face hugger. Okay, so. Ten. Ten. Or my stress roll. <laughs> I managed to hack into the system, but maybe I'm having second thoughts. <laughs> I know what 12 did. So they just freaked out. What did 
can do. Okay, so you freeze, frozen by a fear or stress for one round, and you lose your next slow action, and your stress increases by one, and I all friendlies in- increase by one. I, I feel that's relevant for the situation since I just <coughs> activated a self-destruct sequence. So it's going to take you a turn of work to do that. So in that time, what's Wilson and Reed? Reed's with you. So Reed is basically just going to follow you wherever you go. I'm going to have to go to the med labs because that's the last time that I heard anything. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go down there. My my only question stepping outside of Wilson is, is what Davis did would that register at the bridge? Um, and would there be consequence? Probably not until it's <coughs> finalised. Not until the, the okay. process is finalised. All right, so we're going to head down um, to Deck B, to Med Lab, mm-hmm. and presumably in, in short measure find out that nobody's there. Yeah, okay, so you go in. I don't think you've been in there yet, have you? No. Yeah. So um, you go in and there's... Uh, some appalling med pods and um, all sorts of other medical equipment. There is one glass canister with a creature inside it that looks mm. like came out of um, Cooper, and another one with some fungal grow like nodes and stuff in there as well. Yeah, a um, bunch of med kits and narcotic like drugs and things like that as well. Uh, but yes, there's no there's no personnel in there. Okay, I'll have a quick scan around. It's abundantly clear that Miller and Davis have gone offline. Mm-hmm. I'm going to turn to Reed and say, "Okay, what we can assume from this is that my true crew have gone rogue." Mm-hmm. Um, and whilst I'm not your commanding officer, I'm. I believe that we need to act with um, with prejudice, the forethought, and assume that they're hostile to us and to your ship. Okay. What do you think they're going to just jump jump us at some point? At this moment in time, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. They've gone offline. They're lying to us about where they are. They're shifty as. So, yeah, maybe an ambush. Mm-hmm. If not, they're going to be putting our lives at risk, whatever happens. Okay. Um, as you finish that sentence, the um, lights start flashing red and Mother's voice drones over the, the PA systems saying... Warning. Warning. The emergency self-destruct sequence has been activated. USCSS Cronus will self-destruct in T-minus. 10. Minutes. The option to override automatic detonation expires in T-minus. 5. Minutes. Okay, Reed, there's your answer. Mm-hmm. We need to get the fuck down there and reverse this situation, whatever that takes. Yep, okay. Alright, She's so she um, yeah gets the shotgun... Well, ready, ready for action. Yeah, and she charges. Uh, she knows the way to the reactor. So from med lab, she would be running probably towards junction B two. Would be the best place to access C deck from. Yep. All right. So in in that turn, yeah, that's. And if you're hot on her heels, then you'll be, be in up. junction B two. And what do um, Miller and Davis do upon setting the reactor to overload? Because don't we still have? I don't think it's called Daisy, but the ship. Oh, the that Daisy. Would, the that da- was. No. Yeah, the Daisy would be in the cargo hold still. So couldn't we just get in that and get out? Stick D. Captain, I'll stay here and hold the fort. You make your way to the Daisy. Just bear in mind that the Daisy doesn't have cryo facilities or anything on it. Better no. than blowing up straight space. away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I wouldn't get very far, would I? No. no. <laughs> Unless somebody picked up a signal within you the could, next you week. Could possibly you, die. you could possibly avoid the explosion of a, a um, yeah, overloading reactor. You'd probably get safe distance, but then you're going to be in deep space with no cryo and it's got no faster than light capability. So. Look what happened to Gripley. She was fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the escape shuttle had cryo on it. Yeah. yeah. You don't have that. You don't even have an iPod. So, yeah, just bear that in mind. Hold I've no, got let's the, just uh, hold the fort then. So you're going to stay, stay there in the yeah. reactor core? I've okay. got my um, Can <coughs> motion tracker. Where are we? Down in the reactor relay control. All right, so you're using the motion tracker. Um, the moment, is there, uh, sorry, with the, uh, what I just, what we just put into the system, mm-hmm. is there a, a way I can ruin the control panel? Um, I'll, I'll say no for that. It's um, just sort of big heavy, you know, big heavy levers and things to switch it on and it's all quite yeah it's not simply a, a computer panel that you type some code into and it and it runs away can i make an observation to see if there's anything in the room that i can use to either jar the door or use as a weapon okay um because you don't have any weapons do you oh you're unarmed yeah awesome yeah um <laughs> i'll just check the description I suspect there's not too... Uh, no, tell you what, there will be something you can use and it's a... Um, it's it's called a... Uh, a ren- it's like a big wrench. It's um, it's basically like a large crowbar-shaped thing that people use to... Um, it's um, yeah, Maintenance jack. Maintenance nice. jack, that's it. So a very effective club if you needed to use that. Nice. And, yeah, I switch the motion tracker on so we can have some advance notice if they're coming. Alright, you do detect movement Oh. and it looks to be around the junction. Shit, they're right there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ready my gun. Alright, I'm gonna As soon as I see someone run around the corner, I'm gonna shoot them. the side of the door and Okay. Ready to smack. We'll fall back and try and jam the door All once right. where they get too close. Yep. Gotta just delay as long as we can. We just need to hold out five minutes. Yeah. Four yeah. minutes. <laughs> All right. So we'll say that um, the time to get from med lab to to where, let's say you're at the the door of the reactor now, Wilson. A cut uh, like a couple of minutes have elapsed. So yep. you've still got about three minutes up your sleeve. Cool, cool. To turn this off. Yep. And the um, yeah, Reed is ready to rock and roll. So I think what we'll do is um, she um, opens the door. And we'll just all draw draw initiative to Ooh. see Ooh. see what happens. <laughs> um, something I would suggest is that you have probably both taken cover. You, yeah, I've even said you did that. Yeah. So um, it just confers like an extra armor bonus of sorts. Oh, so okay. to, You know, because if if you're there ready waiting for them, then you would do something like that. So we have a chance to just roll against a success to see if it exactly. Yeah, so we've got... Oh, my gosh. Who would have thought it came to this? Great game for the family. <laughs> so we've got four of you. Reed draws first. Ooh. All right, so she comes in and takes aim with the shotgun. Go for Davis. <laughs> Just got to check her stats. So her ranged combat is seven. Ooh. That's tasty. And the shotgun has a plus two bonus. Um, oh, I'll just randomise who she shoots at. <laughs> um, 
So uh, odds will be Davis. And oh. it's um, Miller. God, why, why are you always getting shot? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Reed's got two successes and the base damage of this gun is three. <gasps> but you get to um, nullify with some armour. Now, you, let's say you're hiding behind some consoles and things that confers an armour of about three. It's not, not super great. So um, if you want to roll three dice for armour, you can offset some of this, um, some of those successes. Yes. Oh, we got one. So, yeah, so that that means that it'll just be the one, <coughs> one success that, that Reed gets against you. And, but that does have three points of damage as its base for the, for the pump action. So, um, yeah, fragments from the, from the shotgun shell tear into you and, um, yeah, do you three points of damage, which is quite nasty. Now, who's next? Uh, I am. Um, I'd have to... Who's in the room now? Is it just... Yeah, I want to just check that. Um, see, Reed's obviously gone in commando style and, you know, shooting everything. What What was your... I'm the other side of the door frame. So you're out of line of sight? Yep. Okay. All right, I'm going to... Hit Reed. <laughs> yeah, so I'll use... I think what you could do is use your fast action to move to engaged range. Yeah. So, so you could come out of cover yep. and, and move to engaged range. And then range. use a close combat attack. Yep. With the maintenance jack. Yep. So... Okay, so one success. And does it say anything there about... Damage to people. <laughs> Whether it confers any damage bonus or anything? No. No, okay. No, it just gives, uh, gives a one plus modification to... Okay, all right. All right, then, then that will be one damage point to, to Reed. She doesn't have any armor on. She's just wearing her fatigue, military fatigues. Uh, who's next? That'd be me. Okay, so what do you do? Um, I'm going to step into the doorway, and can I see Davis? Yeah, you would be able to see. Yeah. I'm going to use the M41A okay. and fire. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. I get a bonus dice on that. Nothing personal, Davis. Nothing at all. I get one success. All right. You want to try and negate that with your cover? Because you're still yes. in cover? Yes. So, <coughs> three. 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 Oh, yeah. come on. Come on. Oh, success. Bullets, the bullets glance off the console she's hiding behind. <laughs> that's, a, that's annoying. Yeah. I'm, I'm, can, can I step back in? Uh, well, you've moved. You used, we'll say that you're in cover. Yeah. Um, so you've got some advantage, but you can't. You can't sort of yeah, move, okay. shoot, and then hide again. Sure. So you're in cover, though. So whose action is it now? Oh, uh, mine. Must be um, Davis's action. I. I hear the bullets ricochet off, and I'm like, "Really, Davis? You're so small-minded. Even my synthetic synapses can produce more empathy oh. than yours." What the fuck? <laughs> And I'm going to try and um, step out and shoot him. <laughs> All right, so, Miller, you can add a stress point here because you um, thought your pilot was... Uh, the, the news that the pilot just conveyed <laughs> sort of hit you like a ton of bricks. Oh, oh, sorry. Can I just... Well, synths can't shoot people. Well, in this case, they... Can. Yeah. <laughs> Damn if you, Gasker. If they're made by yeah, a yeah. serpent certain yeah. company. <laughs> no. 
Okay, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> While you're executing people. Two. Um, how much stressed am I? Do I get that android uh, oh agility no, plus? No, forget the stress now. Forget the stress? Oh, but do I get the plus three to agility uh, yep. in the reveal? Yep, okay. yep. So modify your stats. So I think you get... Who are you um, shooting? You. Ah. <laughs> well, it's funny you should say that. What? What's <coughs> happening? So... One of my skills is called personal safety. Ah, uh, yep. Okay. <laughs> um, and so what I do is I basically take an extra skill, uh, an extra stress dice. Yep. And? And I'm going to roll everything, which <laughs> is three, which basically 11 dice. And if I get a success, I get to change the target. I use some extreme manipulation. Oh, to move. wow. I'll shoot read in that case. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I would be effectively... Oh, 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 we got something else. Can, Go on, roll. I can Let's use see. pull rank. Mm. Uh, not, probably not in this. Not no? This yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Because pull, pull rank is when you're um, yeah. sort of instructing uh, someone to do yeah. something. Two successes. Three successes. Three successes. So right, well. I'm going to use some skillful manipulation. And basically what I'm going to do, um, as I see you pulling your gun out, I'm going to shove Reed from behind. Yeah. <laughs> That's your manipulation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not subtle, but it's effective. Yeah. Yeah, he know he knows how to um, place himself or, or place others in between him and danger. Yeah, nothing personal, Reed. Yeah. Plus my plus that's my plus three for my Android, not stressed us. Yeah. Okay. Three All right. successes. All right. Five. Oh, five successes. Shit. Rolling, rolling. I mean five. <laughs> okay. I didn't see the stress times. Glad Reed was there. <laughs> so I guess. This, this raises an interesting rules question because, <laughs> because you know, normally, um, I guess you probably have to say what would you have done with all of those extra successes? Well, if I had any, a bonus one because I'm last, I want to switch to go first. Yeah, okay. All right. So let's say you do um, use one of those successes. So if, yep. Well, one of them has to be an, um, a, a hit. Damage. And um, and then the rest of them, you would use one to swap initiative, yep. say, to get initiative one. All right, so how many successes does that leave? Uh, three. Three. Okay. Wait, sorry, one to one to um, swap, and then the other ones. Yeah, so oh, what? So then it's four successes. So there's... So five total. I use one oh, to... Oh, right, okay. So that would mean one, one, you know, basic success to do the, the standard damage. Yeah. And then the rest of them are... Just extra damage, damage yeah. and yeah. swap. Okay, so what that does is it brings... Uh, it, it does a serious injury to, to Reed. Um, I'll get you to roll um, 2d6. So we've got a d66, so make sure you know what's the 10s and what's the 1s. Oh, okay. I'll make the stress the 10s. So 54. Killing everyone. <laughs> Ice cold. That's you. Just as well you uh, used your uh, manipulation in quotation marks to push someone in okay. front of you. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, so you, you, fire, um, you fire the pistol um, many rounds um, in rapid succession. And they all strike Reed. Um, in her, basically in the centre of her arm, in here, so much so that it's now just dangling off Ugh. by, a, by a, a few 
sort of fibres of flesh. You monster. Um, and she she's almost goes into shock and is like looking down at what's left of her arm and she drops the shotgun. Which makes it my turn again. Uh, yes. <laughs> Top of the round. And I just yell out, Wilson, you fucking coward. And I try and shoot him again. Yeah, that was all of these. That's not stress dice. Uh, two successes. Okay. Because Reed is still conscious, you could probably still be doing the... <laughs> if you wanted to, you could still be doing your um, safety first thing. Because it's if a you wanted round, to, or you, or you could be in cover. It's up to you. How much? So how much cover do I get? Hold three hiding was behind. For us. Yeah, three was for beho- holding hiding behind um, furniture and the like. Um, hiding behind a door is probably four. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna endanger me. That'd be a dick <laughs> thing to bleeding do. Bleeding on the floor. Um, so I roll four of these and a success is a mitigation. Yep. One success. So it mitigates one. All right, so you take one point of damage. Ow! Sorry, Captain. <laughs> but we're in this together still, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. in the uh, uh, um, um, over the gunfire, you can hear Mother. Warning! Warning! Reactor overload imminent. USCSS Cronus will self-destruct in T-minus six minutes. The option to override automatic detonation expires in T minus one minute. And what's your action, Miller? Can I pick up the shotgun that was dropped? You could. Picking up the weapon is an action, I think. Um, oh, because you were right next to Reed because you went to bash her before. Yep. Yeah, you could pick up the pick up the weapon. Yeah, I think picking up the weapon should be a fast action, and then you can shoot. Okay, and then I'll... Shotgun! And then I'll shoot uh, at Wilson. How are you going to... You know what? I'm going to have to... <laughs> Reed, get up, you lazy bastard! <laughs> I'm going <clears> to... <throat> I'm going to have to use personal safety again. And yeah, okay. stress dice. All right. Hang on, sorry. Oh, you're right. Ooh. So we'll just wait and see what the result is. Oh, that's face huggers oh. on that roll. Well, yeah, I've I've got two face huggers and no successes. <gasps> All right, so just roll successes. roll for your panic then. Oh. oh, ten, ten. Okay, I think that's the freeze. Uh action. yeah. So you I just lose. That yeah, you lose your next long freeze action. for a round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the next slow action you lose. I'll just check what the other effects were. And what do <laughs> what do Miller's two successes and a face hugger do when trying to shoot you? Um, so that means uh, with the shotgun, it's a base damage of three, and then you can use your extra success as a extra point of damage. So it'd be four in total. Okay. And then roll for. Uh, presumably, I can still roll the oh, part, sorry. part yeah. cover. Yeah, your part cover. Yeah. So then what do I roll? Roll just one dice to feel well, if you panic. Oh, yeah. Although, I might just say that if, if you were attempting to use Reed as your 
really? Yeah, because probably I imagine it would be one of those situations you try to pick someone Either up and all. use them as armor in front of you. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, so failing that, it will be yeah, it's one or the other. What did you roll on stress? Two plus. What's your current stress? Three. Five. Yeah. All right. right. So yeah, you're on edge, but you're okay. And right. so you took. So that's four points of damage from the yeah, shotgun. So I've only got one point. Oh, okay. oh damn! Okay, so that's pretty significant. <clears throat> yeah, so you can roll uh, a d66 uh, Miller to see. So use a yellow one for a tens. And a, yep. 64. Oh fuck! 64. <laughs> Game over. Because that's what that's what. Um, no, she had 54. Although it was 64. Reed was 54, and that yeah. made her arm dangle. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the previous champ. Oh, champ. Champ, champ. Oh, 64. That's yeah. right. Okay, so um, it's a it's a perfect headshot. Oh. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Stone. Yep, so Wilson is no longer in the equation. Oh, boom. With it just heads. Heads gone. <laughs> Oof. That was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Reed is still conscious, but in shock and bleeding out. She won't um, be for long. Yeah, so there's, uh, let's say, I mean, it's now counting down to the final seconds until you can reverse. The, uh, Should we reverse it now that we have? We've got control of it, but we can't. still can't override Mother to... Yeah. yeah, that it, it's uh, mm. it's it's chiselled in stone that you that the ship will go back to Earth when. Um, oh well, we'll just. We've come this far. It's nice far. serving with you, Captain. Yeah. Sorry, too. I wasn't completely honest with you, but I was with you till the end. You can't say that. That's okay. No. I'd yeah. say let's have a drink, but I don't think we'd have time to get to the mess. No. So, so we'll just shake hands. Um, just remember Clayton's still on board as well. We'll just wait it out till make sure it will, yeah, make sure it goes through. She okay. can't go anywhere. All right, so you're just going to stay there. Yeah. Do you want to give any background to Miller about why? <laughs> uh, yeah, so what? Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, what? I, I know I might be wearing um, Waylon Utani um, gear, but it's. <coughs> um, but it's by a national who put me here, so. Yeah, there's a, oh. a, a company called LaSalle Bionational. Okay. Yeah, so they're a competitor to Whale and Yutani. Oh. So you're. Like, couldn't let them get their hands on. Couldn't let Whale and Yutani get their hands on this stuff. So you're a plant. I was here to sabotage what I could. I mean, hey, you can't say none of this wasn't called for, right? I'm sure you would have done the same. Probably would have gone about it a different way, but push came to shove, so. At least I can appreciate that uh, I was made for something, <coughs> and I think I've achieved my goal. Well, thanks for your help anyway. That's <laughs> a mother started that you have, you know, five minutes to reach minim min minimum safe distance. Warning, warning. The option to override automatic detonation has now expired. You now have five minutes to reach minimum safe distance. Well, maybe we do have time for a drink then. I and, mean, I um, can't enjoy it, but at least you can. Sure. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so are you just going to stay in the reactor room for the final five, or...? We'll head to the mess. We'll head to the mess. Okay. All right. Uh, maybe take that shotgun with you as well. Yeah, we yeah, don't yeah, want to yeah, go yeah. out. We want to go out in style. Yeah, okay. All right, so we'll just say you're sitting there with drinks across one another. Um, I'm just holding mine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, synthetics do pretend to eat and, yeah. and stuff like that uh, to, to pass as human. So you could, um, you could exchange um, cheers or whatever. Um, and let's just say, dramatically, like, as the, the final seconds tick down, the John's monster wanders into the room and starts charging at both of you, but you hear we'll the final... You, you, the final seconds, is not enough time for it to reach you, and, um, and then everything goes black. Uh, Clayton, who was on the bridge, while you were waiting just for the, the, the countdown to um, transpire, she realised it was not going to be able to... Well, she gathered that it wasn't reversed, so she made her way to the corporate suite and she got into the hidden EEV and took with her the specimens that she had stashed earlier, along with um, some digital like discs and things with uh, research information. And it's uh, it's FTL compa- uh, capable uh, and has cryos. So Clayton, wow, would've... what a bitch! Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a sequel <laughs> sequel for Adam to yeah. write there. Yeah. <coughs> Chariot of the Gods Part Two. Distant Grey Gaming recently interviewed Andrew Gasker, who is the author of Chariot of the Gods. We asked him about the Alien RPG and many other projects. We did a telephone interview, so the quality is not quite the same as it would be if it was done in a studio, but we hope you enjoy the time that we spent together and some of the things that we discussed. So just, okay. just um, I know you mentioned your, your comic book work and also linking in nicely with RPGs. Now, I'm going to go off a bit of a, a bit of an angle here because I, as I've discovered, nobody else in this room knows what Space 1999 <laughs> is. Um, they obviously must be. They obviously must be way younger than I am. Um, but I, I suppose, and, and don't, just don't don't date us, don't date us, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but, we're young at heart, okay? Yeah, they're equal, exactly right. So, I, so I remember. So, for those who who aren't aware, of what the universe is on September the thirteenth, nineteen ninety nine, there was a massive nuclear incident on the moon, and it thrust it out of uh, Earth's orbit. And over two series, and it was a Jerry Anderson production uh, with I think ITC. Um, there was an increasingly unlikely physics involved as the moon travelled through interstellar space, and they, you know, it's like a, almost like a monster of the week kind of scenario. But as the moon and moon base Alpha travelled through, and it lasted two glorious seasons, and yeah, and it, and and by the way, and this is something I've already said to Andrew, but season one has the best theme music of any TV program ever. <laughs> oh, so check it out. So I, I'm very passionate about this. So I, I guess my, my principal question is, what got you into Space 1999, Andrew? Um, when I was a kid, my, my dad was a cop uh, for 22 years. And when I was a kid, during the summers, um, we lived in, in Queens in New York. And um, during the summers, it would be so hot and there was no central air conditioning. My parents had bought a big air conditioner for their bedroom. They had a very big bedroom, and it was it was up in what what, what would have been the attic of a house originally, but had been mm-hmm. renovated long before we moved in. But bought the house, but um, they had a big air conditioner for the window. And me and my sister used to sleep on the floor in sleeping bags when it was super hot, you know. 
Um, and my dad would come home from work. He worked the, he worked the four to 12 shift. Mm. So he'd come home around midnight and we would watch twilight zone, uh, honeymooners, twilight zone, star Trek. And after star Trek was space 1990. Mm. So this was on every weeknight on channel 11 in, in uh, New York city. So what happened was, is I would always make it through star Trek, but start falling asleep. Uh, by Space 1999, because at that point it's like 1.30 in the morning, you know? And for years I had vague memories of some weird sound effect with this woman turning into a monster, you zoom in on her eye and suddenly she's a monster. And I was like, what is that from? What was that from? I don't remember what that's from. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so in, in the 90s, I re, rediscovered Space 1999. Um, and I, I fell in love with it again, and I was buying... The only way to get it at the time was bootleg videos at conventions. You know, there's a lot of that stuff back then. <laughs> That's it. Um, you know, it's not necessary now because now all that stuff is being released for real. You know, you, you can get most anything nowadays, even if it's just on streaming. But back in the day, it was hard to get these cult classic things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, I got into it very much again. And it's always been one of my favorite universes. And when I decided I was going to go into business for myself to do comics and whatnot. I had a bunch of licenses that I'd put on a short list. Uh, Space 1999 and Planet Apes were on that license. Uh, was on, I'm sorry, was on that list. We're both on that list. They weren't number one on that list, but they were like number number four and five. And those were the two that were interested in working with me because I was you know, unknown. So I set out with those books to explain a lot of the things that didn't make sense. I have, if, if you read the first book, is called Aftershock and Awe, mm. and half of it is a retelling of the pilot, yeah. but with the scenes that were cut out put back in, because the pilot apparently was originally three in hours and change, and they got cut, and they found audio tape recordings of the rest of it yeah. that you can listen to on YouTube, um, but the, the video of it is all gone. Um, so I put all those extra scenes in. I put characters that were in season two that had to have clearly been in season one, I showed what they were doing. I basically made the whole thing make sense. So nothing was like random, like, what the heck is this? Yeah. And I found quantum physics answers to explain what was going on with the movie. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so if you're a fan of Space 1999, I recommend you check it out. Oh, um, absolutely. I'm hoping to one day return to the stuff because I originally had six graphic novels planned. Yeah. Um, we, we were, I was going to do this first two that did actually come out, and I, there were six more after that. Um, yeah. And the, the next six was going to be the equivalent of season three of the show. Yep. And I had a definitive end in mind based on the mysterious force that was guiding the moon through the galaxy in the first season. Yep. So um, I love it. Thing is, is that there's the market for it's weird. Yep. Um, they didn't jump on things when they could have revitalized the property. Like yeah, there was supposed to be a new, a new series in, in the late 90s. And there's concept art done for it, and there were scripts done for it, and everything, and then they just didn't do it. Well, they rebooted like, Battlestar Galactica, so you think oh, look, they could have done the same? If, if ever there was a property that could be rebooted, it booted it. Space 1999. Um, it's certainly gone before its time, but I will just say for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's very 70s. If you, yeah, if and you, here I was thinking it came out in 1999. <laughs> no, it was very 19s. <laughs> all, all, all the crew wore big beige bell bottom trousers and very oh, tight fitting suits with. Yellow, you know, coloured stripes denoting rank. It was, and um, my my enduring memory of the uh, the property was how incredibly shonky the the uh, space nineteen ninety nine ships were. They were called e the Eagles, 
And I, they must have lost two or three in every single episode. I don't know how many, how many pilots ships they, did they have. Well, <laughs> there was it, it was something. I think, like, it comes out that they, I think it comes out that they lost fifty four eagles or something like that, if I remember correctly. I, I, I was laying in bed last night thinking that Google must have the answer for this, but yeah, there you yeah, go. it's there. I can't remember it's there. Yeah. Um, yeah, being a being an, e, an eagle pilot was probably much more riskier than being a Star Trek red shirt. <laughs> the, the concept for the show in the first season was wonderful. Yeah. It, it, it was the the idea was, hey, let's take space. Uh, I'm sorry, let's take 2001: Space Odyssey and make a TV series out of that. Yeah, okay, much. not with the same license, but make something that evokes the same emotions of that. Okay, if that's what we're going to use as definitive sci-fi now, let's tell a TV series where weird, strange alien things are going on and it's a moon base that people who worked on that on, 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 on 2001 worked on Space 1999. They, the costume designer was the same. Um, I think some of the vehicle designers were the same. But yeah. what's interesting too is that all those effects that they figured out on Space 1999, which are relatively goofy compared to, you know, say Star Wars from five years later, yeah. all the guys who worked on that worked on Star Wars. So they learned their craft by doing what they did on Space 1999. Yeah. And Martin Landau was the main character. Yeah. And this is one of the best actors you can find is Martin Landau, you know? So it had a lot of good going for it. Season two, American audiences were not ready for season one. It was too, it wasn't the punchy in the face sci-fi that they were used to. Yeah. So they revamped the whole show and uh, the, the results are comical in a lot of ways unfortunately um but there's also really good stuff because there's a shapeshifter character played by Captain shell mm. and maya who's an amazing character who you know i they like the buck rogers season two with hawk's character i don't know if you're familiar with that but i, I wouldn't i wouldn't want to not have those characters around there it's like it's like the season two is mad but it's this cool character was introduced yeah. so you know it, it, it with what i did i tried to i tried to make everything feel like season one um yeah. I even I even wrote an explanation for why um, there was why some people perceived season two the way they did, it dealing is. with the physics stuff again. Also, so I you know it, it, I had a lot of fun with it. I, I love love the universe. I'd love to return to it. Um, yeah. I just don't know if there's a market for it right now. Well, it sounds like um, sci-fi is definitely a jam, and with Terminator coming next, is there yeah. anything else you would hope to work on going even further forward into the future? Some of your favorite sci-fi's. Um, there's some that I'm actually going to be working on soon, which I can't mention those. Ooh. But um, but I can tell you I can tell you the big ones that I definitely want to work on. Um, it, it's Star Trek, Star Wars, um, and Battlestar Galactica. Those are the three that I have not made any leeway into being part of yet. Mm. Um, I'm hoping it's just a matter of time. Oh, Battlestar Galactica but, uh, would be amazing. Love that show. Love it. <laughs> yeah, no, I just uh, I just recently binge watched it all and. Uh, you know, grown man sitting there with tears in his eyes. So yeah. uh, that's always good. <laughs> I mean, whilst it'd be great to do a Battlestar Galactica RPG, not before you do a Space 1999 <laughs> one, Andrew, okay? I'm, I'm very I'm very keen on this, okay? I don't want you to do anything else until that's on the list, okay? Well, I still have my contacts at ITV if you want to fund it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. called you out, Phil, called you out. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Uh, with, as with most most RPG systems, like the Alien RPG community, um, is producing plenty of homebrew content um, for their games, such as scenarios and rules and vehicles and um, different xenomorphs. Um, in fact, the first 
game I GM'd of Alien was a homebrew um, called Legacy of the Dragon. Um, I'm wondering if there's um, anything you've seen um, produced by the community that um, has really caught your attention. I try to stay away from the community stuff for legal reasons. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, it's 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 a weird gray area. Um, I, I my comic my my writer my comics writer teacher was Denny O'Neill, who um, he was in charge of Batman for 15 years at DC Comics. Uh, you know, Nightfall and Bane, and all, he created Bane. He created Azrael. All, all that stuff was him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he used to tell us all the time about how the minute someone sends them a script, they just Mark it, return to sender. They will not open it because yeah. if there's something in there that they're doing already, and you know that they looked at your script, and you could start claiming that you, they you stole they stole it from you, and that may not be that that's ninety percent of the time not the case, but however, there's a whole legal fiasco now for no reason. Yeah, sure. So what, it has to be a solicitation thing where you know it, it's a different thing if you go to a comic convention to make a pitch to an editor and an editor says, yeah, I like that. Why don't you send me a script? That's a solicitation. That's fine. Now legally it's on the table. Um, but otherwise it can't just randomly read stuff. Like I have read a bunch of the stuff that's been in the, um, in the Facebook group. Um, they do contests and I've been one of the judges on the contest. So that's the only stuff I've read because that's, that's sort of like an official capacity thing. So that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. But I have seen people mention ideas that they're going to that they want to do and stuff in the group stuff, and I've been impressed with a lot of the ideas. I just have not gone and dove into their details for this reason. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So look, we're just coming up to the end of our time, and it's been absolutely fantastic talking to you. The one the one question that I do want to ask, and I tend to ask anyone that we interview. Um, is kind of, I suppose, from a hard-hitting journalism point of view, and this is really... Oh, uh, no, no, release, no, no, it has to be done. Um, Andrew, I need to know your opinion on pineapple on pizza. What's oh, your what? So, pineapple on pizza, what's your opinion? It's a sin against God, and I'm not reading religion. <laughs> oh, my God, Andrew, <laughs> thank you so much. You are my number one. Take that, Paul Fricker. Yeah, um, he sided with me, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it is an abomination, and I think, well, look, I, I knew we'd connect over the, on this kind of level, if nothing else. So, In fact, next thing I'm going to put a pineapple pizza pie in the next adventure, and you open up, and you immediately gain one stress from it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, do it, do it, do it. Look, Andrew, you've been so incredibly um, generous with your time. We are very grateful here. Um, we're just a, a little kind of home-based podcast game and to be actually to you know to reach out to the creator and the, one of the, the core people within the rpg is is such an uh, um an incredible opportunity for us and i hope that um our little interview has gone well from your point of view and you know we can keep in contact and uh yeah so look i just want to thank you on behalf of everyone um for your time and answering our questions today yeah thanks andrew thanks andrew thank you no thank you i loved it i have me back if you want. I like I I, I I can't stop writing and I can't stop I can't stop talking. So uh, <laughs> that's, you, that's brilliant. You ever want to chat again? And and, and I suppose we Have better we better let you get back to your typewriter because I'm assuming what people use these days. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, the kids are right. Uh, and, and and we're going to get back to the rest of the chariot of the gods, and I'm sure we're all going to survive, and everyone's going to be really happy. It'll so. be great. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, that's not the way I designed it. <laughs> Fantastic. We'll let you know how it goes. Thanks so much, Andrew, and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks a lot. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 This Distant Grey Gaming production starred Elise Spencer as pilot Leah Davis, Ivan Hodgson 
as cargo handler Lyron Cham. Philip Beddingfield as corporate liaison John J. Wilson and Adam Gilbert as mother and all other characters.